concern. One of my, it, it may be my biggest concern. Oh, Dan's got the ring on today. I want to, yeah. You, 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 you know, you're going to oh, whack whole, on somebody oh, today? Oh, Look at that oh, thing. This whole Look thing? at that thing. This whole thing? Yeah. Anyway, no, my biggest concern as, as we get ready to head, uh, head out on, on the cruise is we have never left the duster when it's been cold. He's, I mean, he's generally an outside dog. I mean, well, I mean, he's inside when we're home. Have you drafted one of the sons to come check I, on him a couple days? Well, or, no. one, one is unavailable for the next few days as, as he's gone off with, uh, with Bagwell. And, you know. Oh, right, right. Yeah. All right. So the other, yes. Yes, I have. I mean, normally it's just stop by, make sure he's got food and water. You know, everything, everything's fine. This time it's like, and it's going to be really cold. It's going to be really cold. Now, he doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to bother him, but I, I still don't feel comfortable. I mean, he's got his own house that has a, a, a it's it's got a couple of rugs in it and he's got he's got a sort of a blanket now there's no door on the house though but it is on the back porch and it's sheltered <laughs> so i mean it's, it's it's sheltered from wind and you know anything like that but it's going to be i mean it's going to be cold for the next few days so yeah um uh just try, trying to figure the best thing so i, I wanted today when i stepped out at three o'clock I went, man, it is, it is a good bit colder than it was this morning earlier. So went by, let him, let him run in the house for a minute. And I thought, here, warm up. I wonder if he thinks I'm teasing him to let him do that, then put him back out. Though. I was going to say, does he have a, is there, is there a relatively warmer area he can, he can escape to in really cold moments? Or is well, what, what of... we, what we really do, I mean, when it gets freezing or below, yeah. he generally, uh, sleeps in the mud room. He's got a bed right, right. that I can put in the mud room and we've got like a one of those baby gate kind of things that I can set up there. So he's got his own area that at least is inside. You know, so it's going to be at least, you know, I think 60 be. degrees inside. Now, yeah, he'll he'll be all right. He can't get to that though unless somebody opens opens it and lets him in. You may you may have to uh, we'll, we'll That's see what that's what I've been working with yeah, with, may, with Matt have, on. Yeah. And and Matt Matt even he even offered he said if it's really cold, I may just spend the night. Oh, look at that! <laughs> well, so, Love, so, a lovable you know, little guy. You, you gotta, you gotta take, you know, you gotta take care of your pets. Their, their family as well. All right, uh, but yeah, it's cold. It is cold today. It is a wintry looking and feeling day today. But we, I think we've got plenty to warm there's you a, up. Would you say there's a freeze in there? Has in Auburn? there has been there has been a freeze for a few weeks. Even though the temperatures may not say that, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that as that continued yesterday with another and and it's another and it's a recruiting weekend and it is a home basketball weekend. There is a lot I think we can keep you warm with here on the Friday edition of the Drive. That's Dan. Hey, yeah, he's back. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Trojans pulled off the uh, win last night. It's a uh, nine in a row now against ULM uh, in the uh, in the series. They have not lost to ULM since. 2016 or so. It's been uh, so. So it's, they have, they have oh, a couple. Good. They have a couple of really nice active win streaks against Sun Belt Conference programs, and ULM is uh, is one of them. They won their tenth or eleventh in a row against Arkansas State earlier this season too. So Troy's got uh, a. Uh, they've got the upper hand in a couple of the rivalries in the league. Saturday's a big one. There are only two women's basketball coaches in 
the Sunbelt Conference who have won the league before regular season or tournament because mm-hmm. there's been so much turnover in the league of late. Joe Foley from Little Rock won a bunch of titles, but Little Rock's not in the conference anymore. So there are only two coaches in the Sunbelt who have ever won the league. Shanda Rigby's got five titles. Gary Broadhead from Louisiana won the league in 2021 regular season. They're going to face off on Saturday. So And... and Louisiana's point, is it here or it's there? A, it's a Trojan Arena, right. and Louisiana's point guard from that season has since transferred to uh, to Troy. She had Ooh, okay. she had fifteen in the third quarter last night wow. for the uh, for the Trojans. May May Holman. So it's going to be uh, that that that'll be an exciting one. Troy, that, that's a pretty good pace because yeah. those are those are eight minute quarters, ten, right? Or ten, ten? ten minute quarters, okay. but still that's, that's right. High school's eight. Still a pretty good pace. I mean, yeah. ten, ten minute quarters is. Yeah. Uh, she, she that's, was, a, that's a 60-point game. Yeah, and help, and help stretch a close game into a blowout. So, yeah, nice uh, performance by her last night, and she's going to face her former team, which is always fun in college basketball mm-hmm. when someone, the, the championship point guard from Louisiana has since transferred to Troy, and now she's going to face off against her former team It happens team more Saturday. and more, though, with the transfer portal. I mean, that's, that's not as uncommon, but that's still cool. That's, uh, that's very interesting. All right, so Bill and Dan, and it's Friday, but... Uh, um, look who we've got, or listen to who we have. I mean, we, we fortunately, the cameras aren't, aren't working today. Uh, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer in on the Friday show. How's Hi. it going? I'm doing well, doing well. Yeah, Friday is, is turning out to be a little bit easier for me during basketball season with travel and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's 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 been really, it's been really good. Um, got a whole lot to talk about yeah. uh, between, like I said, with all that's going on. With Auburn recruiting and the transfer portal, and then a uh, big basketball game tomorrow night. Auburn trying to keep it rolling against Mississippi State, and it'll be very interesting to see because this state team won an 11 in a row to start the year. Have fallen on some hard times here recently in SEC play, but they got a defense that is just as good as anybody's in college basketball this year. So it'll, it'll be a fun one tomorrow night. It feels like the fortunes have changed. For do you want to start with men's basketball? Do you want to, and then we can sort of work in a football or. It uh, doesn't really matter. I tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take care of business before we oh, do right that. Oh, right on, yeah. Uh, hour number one of the dress. What happens when, uh, I mean, uh, you haven't been around as much. I'll probably have forgotten completely. Oh, oh let, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, let's do take care of one other piece of business here. Let folks know there will be no show on Monday. Right. Monday with the uh, MLK holiday. That's right. Observing MLK right. Day on uh, on Monday. Uh, there will be shows Tuesday through Friday next That's week without me. Without and and I'll be here on you Tuesday. You know what? And, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure of that until this morning, because oh, yeah. because we had to have a negative COVID test within seventy two hours of the ship leaving. So I had to go get. That this morning, it's the first one I've ever had. Right, and if you, I've never been tested because I've never had anything that really felt like the wow. symptoms. And I've had all the shots and everything, so I went today, and it was like one of the. It was very quick. It was like, here we go. You're fine. Okay, great. All right, yeah. so I won't be here next week. Right. So, you, and there, there was there was some question of it as far as yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to go, but uh, I will be here Tuesday, and then I will be leaving very early Wednesday morning. Uh, to go up to uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Troy's got Marshall uh, next Thursday night, a new addition to the Sunbelt Conference, and then Troy will take the bus 
to Fredericksburg, Virginia. We verified earlier uh, mm-hmm. this week that is indeed the city where James Madison mm-hmm. uh, University yep. uh, is located. So the Trojans playing uh, two places. I don't think Troy has ever been to either of those places uh, in in the uh, in a regular season road game uh, before in program history. Yeah, so you'll because, be one of the one of the pioneers. Uh, so that's right, Le- Troy, leading leading the Trojans up to uh, up up to West Virginia. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that, and I will miss Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, next week. So also. you're so you're here Tuesday next week. I'll be here Tuesday. Yeah. I might be able to slip in Tuesday. That Ooh. might be the best day for me next week. Oh, I was going to say right now that there has been there have been mad scrambles trying to figure who's yeah. going to be who's well, going to be filling in. You got two road games because next we week. do leave big seats. Yeah, two two <laughs> two road games next week for Auburn basketball. They're at LSU on Wednesday, yeah. and then they're at South Carolina on Saturday. And so to travel all that. My end of the week is be pretty pretty up, but I might be able to slide in here. Are, too, are you going to both of those games? The plan is yes, right now, yeah. So went to Oxford on Wednesday, on Tuesday night. Uh, always a fun trip to Oxford, and then yeah, trying to. The only one I'm sure I'm, I know for a fact that I'm not going to this year, road game wise, is uh, is West Virginia. How was the pizza place? Because I, oh, yeah. I saw I saw a picture on social media. It's an Italian place in in Oxford that was really really good. Yeah, it's bacon jam and and hot honey pizza it was awesome. We, awesome. Uh, hmm. Oxford been, Oxford goes hard, and then uh, also tried the uh, chicken on a stick from the gas station by campus. I'd never done it before. Yeah. I know that's like the cliche oh, yeah. on this thing. And it was eleven thirty after that basketball game, and I was and I was going to try to grab something before going back to the hotel. Boom! It was right there. So. I've told you this before, but the uh, the inaugural what would you say that the first location of a place is? The, it is uh, inaugural. The flagship. Oh the, yeah, the flagship location of McAllister's Deli is in Oxford, Mississippi. The first uh, McAllister's, and I, uh, I I went there. I, I noticed that Al- I, I noticed that Auburn is invading Oxford a little bit more. There's a Guthrie's. There's a brand new Guthrie's right by Old Mississippi. Guthrie's Campus. continues there's a, to, there's to expand. A, there's yeah. a domination. There's a new looking Guthrie's in Jonesboro, Arkansas. By the way, which is uh, which is they're just going to take over enough. all SEC Sun Belt territory. Yeah. It's just going to be it's just going to be. There's, but yeah, there's, there's one right off the Arkansas State campus. But, I learned last week. But yeah, huge. Also, I mean. I know y'all talked about it earlier this week, but like that win for Auburn to win with offense on the road, which they have not done mm-hmm. in a while, uh, was was so so big. And so yeah, the vibe. I mean, last week I was in here and we were talking about man, if things don't turn around and things don't change for Auburn, it could get ugly. Oh, how's the team going to finish five hundred in the conference? Was a lot of the you know a lot of the buzz that was going on. Now it's like, hey, this you know this team ought to win three in the league. Is this team ought to win double digit game? Yeah. You know, ought to win you know yeah. ten plus. Yeah, I mean, Alabama and Tennessee is the class of the SEC, whatever order you want to put those two in. Yep. And then the rest is is wide open. I think anybody can jump up and get it. And Auburn, now with that head-to-head win over Arkansas, they're as good a spot as anybody to get that double bye that you want in the tournament. And then also, like here's the thing, we're, we're saying that like Alabama and Tennessee are the class of the league right now. You play each of those teams twice, so you're going to be able to, if you want to challenge and you want to measure up, you're going to have as good a chance as anybody to try to to try to jump into that into that tier, and so um, they're playing really really good basketball right now. And you know, we were in here. I was in here last week saying, look, if they don't get better guard play, it's going to be a rough season. And, and then Wendell Green Jr. has two of his best games of, uh, in an Auburn uniform in back to back weeks, and then I mean back to back games. And then of course, Jani Broom continues to play really well, and, and Alan Flanagan's back to his old form. So what, it's, it's what been I've great. been what I've been struck by. We jumped right into it without handling the business of the of the phone numbers. But the uh, what, what I what, what I've struck what I'm struck by is if I mean it's 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 dangerous to make these kind of comparisons. But I keep bringing back Jared and Bryce and the way Auburn was able to succeed with, yeah. with those two players sort of leading a perimeter attack for Bruce Pearl and Wendell Green and Alan Flanagan are not 
mirror images of no, Jared Harper at all. and Bryce Brown. But when you're getting this kind of production, yeah. and people forget about how important Bryce Brown was defensively to the, oh, to, the to the regular season and championship team and one the of the best three run, and D guys in the league. When, when you can get what you're getting from Wendell Green and Alan Flanagan, yeah. it's understandable that people who remember mm-hmm. the 2018 regular season mm-hmm. championship, the 2019 run to the Final Four, yeah. would get some flashbacks of this this resembles yeah. the magic that well, that team had and the way they were winning. And I would and I would counter with also the year after that, the team that gets cut short. Absolutely. That is a team that is experienced, not as flashy, not, you know, NBA talent outside of Isaac Okoro really didn't have a ton of that. But what they did was they played really good team basketball and they had a good cent- I mean, that was Austin Wiley's best season. Samir Dowdy was an all SEC type of player. Javon McCormick ran the show pretty well at guard. That team kind of has a lot of the same vibes. And it's like, yeah, there are going to be times where they face plant. There are going to be times that, that Auburn team away from home that season had some really tough losses in conference play, but they headed into Nashville before COVID canceled the season and, and the tournament. They were the number two seed in that SEC tournament, like that, and that's the kind and of wasn't tennis, was Tennessee the one and I they had just, or, so. or Tennessee was in the in the running to be the in that and, and Auburn had and, dismantled and smoked them. them, yeah, dismantled yeah. them in Knoxville. I mean, yeah. Auburn was playing Auburn was playing as well as just about anyone in the country. Save maybe the national championship favorites yeah. when the plug yeah. was pulled on the 2020 NCAA tournament, and so they're in a stretch right now where that that schedule, this schedule is a little softer up front. But oh, you they, better you better make hay while you can. But if you keep playing better and improving, and you're playing and you're playing at a higher level down the stretch, you might be able to make some noise oh, yeah. with these teams you have to play. Yeah, I mean it's double it's sort of a double edged sword. I mean yeah, it can be 100%. good both ways. All right, hour number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline. And you can uh, call us with your thoughts, questions, comments. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. We will find Drew a new writing utensil so that he can uh, let us know who is on the phone. There we go. I can, can, I can barely read that Matt is the first caller on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, how are we feeling about Hugh Free so far? Uh, you want to give him a, a grading like a report card? A, A plus, B, C. How are we, how are we feeling about him? There's no way he doesn't get an A of of whatever. I mean, I can't imagine it being an A minus. It's an A if it's not an A plus. The only thing I guess you'd like to have uh, an extra competitor there at quarterback. Yep. Uh, maybe another edge linebacker, uh, and they've got two linebackers I, I, visiting this I, I, weekend. Yeah, I'm not ready to say another linebacker because I think there'll probably be one. Yeah, by the end of the weekend. Sure, but it's no no doubt this is an A. The talent level uh, has improved drastically yeah. on this roster. It's not. You know I, what? I'm struck by it. It's not A B C D F though. Feels like in the SEC now. Those first couple of recruiting classes, it's pass fail, right? And Hugh oh, he's Freeze, passed with flying yeah, colors. We've seen some, we've seen some coaches that maybe don't get yeah. passing grades for recruiting classes. Yeah. This recruiting class getting a passing grade so far for sure. Like Bill said, there are maybe some edges you could round out, and and edge would be one of those. Ironically enough, wow. but quarterback would be I, maybe you know near the top now. But no, I think he's he's done extremely well. Hey Bill, um, what do you uh, what do you what do you, you had some concerns about him when we were uh, going through the candidates? Uh, have, have your concerns been uh, answered? Oh yeah, well no no I mean my concern was not my my only concern 
was would the administration and would John Cohen um, be be willing to uh, listen to the uh, to to the complaints of hiring uh, you know hiring Hugh Freeze with the baggage that he had and be willing to you know be be certain enough that nothing was going to happen. I had no doubts as to Hugh Freeze's ability to recruit or to coach. I you know, and I'll say this: I have been very impressed. I didn't think that he was going to be this good in the portal this quickly. Oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, it was just like you know, because at Liberty he had got obviously Malik Willis was was a transfer, but like the job in, in place, and it's like yeah, you can point to the fact that his old Miss recruiting classes were excellent, but it's like we know we know what came with that at that point as well, and it had been a minute. Yeah, it had been a minute. It had. Been that, was, that was the thing I kept bringing up, you know, during when Hugh Freeze's name was was mentioned during his candidacy for the job was how much of his reputation as a great recruiter is based on stuff that deserves an asterisk or stuff from a long time ago in the era of college football and how things have changed. And those questions to me have been pretty forcefully answered yes. in the first few weeks of his tenure. And I will say this, the the transfer portal class they've got right now, one of the strongest in the country, that helps you compete right away. This 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 gets Auburn to be a more competitive team in 2023. Oh, to try to win now. The next step is going to be, can you keep it going in the future and build your class? Like, he did a great job, and his staff did an excellent job getting flipping guys, building a very strong top 20, top 15 class, depending on when you're looking at, of high school guys. Now the, the, the job's even tougher your one of your biggest rivals just won back to back national titles and isn't slowing down, and then your other rival might have just signed their best class yet. LSU looks like they're under uh, under control. Tennessee is 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 you know resurgent, and now you're about to be in a league where Texas and Oklahoma come in. It's going to be more balanced with the scheduling. You think the you know short term future is a whole lot brighter than it was a, a month ago, and I think there's potential for the long term future to be brighter, but you know we're still a ways out from that. But right now it's like. You know that's the whole thing with Auburn this year. You get these transfers in right now you, to have a better 2023 season, so that you can get more people impressed. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like the domino effect, right? Like, you get better guys to play right now, so that the home games that Auburn plays, there's more of a buzz, there's more life, and that they can they can help sign these these recruits in the in the 24 class and beyond. So it is really. They're doing. They're working it on two levels right now, and it's it's done a pretty good job both in both ways. Appreciate the call, Matt. We need to get to our first break. We gave you the phone number. You can also text us. That's right. Three three four five six four eighteen forty. The drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available. However, you listen to podcasts. We'll get to our first break, Keith. You'll be up when we come back here on the Friday Drive. Hi, Jonathan here from University Ace Hardware. We are excited to introduce to you our helpful consultants. Now the same friendly, knowledgeable associates who you rely on in-store will come to you at your home or office. You can schedule Rex Ponder, our garden center manager, who is a hometown expert on plants and landscaping, to help you with your outdoor space. To schedule a consultation with Rex, give us a call or visit universityace.com. University Ace brings expert help to your place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. 
on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer and to the Kia of Auburn Hotline we go. And Keith is up next. Hey, Keith. Hey. Yeah, uh, pardon the generator in the background if y'all can hear it. We, we still don't have any power up here. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, oh, no. well, I'm glad you got the generator because it, it's uh, getting chilly. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask a question about McDonald. I had forgotten about him and. Till I uh, heard y'all mention him yesterday that he's still out there, and uh, you know I heard a interview with uh, I think it was Kaufman uh, on uh, the War Report, and he uh, he said you know they asked him you know they they were asking him who's the fastest on the team and who or who's the fastest of the defensive backs and and who is the slowest and all that, and he said that Kaufman was I mean uh, McDonald was the slowest, but he was a, a beast and. Uh, I just wondered, is he anywhere close to linebacker size? He he wasn't he listed. Close, yeah. he, he wasn't listed there. I think they listed him at 204. Uh, now, one thing I did notice is on the updated roster that Auburn put out, yeah, uh, that Auburn had yesterday. They didn't really put it out. We just sort of found it yesterday. Oh, um, he had the, the heights and weights haven't been updated, but they have adjusted some of the players' eligibility. Mm-hmm. And he played in two games a year ago, and he's still listed as a sophomore in eligibility. So, I mean, uh, we we wondered where he yeah. was a year ago, but uh, but yeah, there are an awful lot of numbers back there at that safety spot. It's also really interesting when you look at Ron Roberts's defensive track record, and you look at you know kind of the Aranda defense and others that Big Twelve defense. There's a lot of times where you play with three safeties mm-hmm. uh, and and bring one in the box. I mean, Iowa State has been at the forefront of that. TCU did it a lot this this past year. So, you know, I do think there are going to be more opportunities you for these DBs. I think it's also why Auburn's got nine million defensive backs on their roster. They have this year. nineteen guys yeah, yeah. on on Incredible. scholarship. Incredible. In so, I mean, I know Craig McDonald under the last staff it just did not go well and kind of click for him. But you know, I think this is a I think this is a scheme that he's a little bit more familiar with from his time at Iowa State. Um, I, I think there are a lot more similarities to what he was doing with the Cyclones uh, to, you know, what Ron Roberts is doing uh, and you never know. DC. You, you never know what's holding a transfer portal guy back his first year. We've seen players who yeah. figure it out in their second year with a team. Well, I because, think of I think of a guy like Eugene Asante who sure. who obviously had off the field stuff that was that he had to deal with um and it's some and some real tough stuff happening in, in him and his family's life. So I mean it's just, you never know you never know what a guy's going through. Well, this is going to take this is going to take you all the way back to about Chris Todd, right? I mean, oh, Chris yeah. Todd's first year after transferring into Auburn go great. Settles yep. it down and and you know figures it out and he yep. has a great senior year. Um, you know, I was a Bill uh, a Bill Clark guy, but I was a big Hugh Freeze guy too. Uh, you know, I saw both of those uh, coaches take players that couldn't make couldn't get on the field at Auburn and make front line players out of them, or in some cases stars. But uh, I think that uh, you know he he'll be able to get the most out of these guys, and he, you know these transfers. I mean, a lot of them come in with some pretty good credentials and uh, a lot of uh, history of playing and everything, but. Uh, I think he's going to get everything out of them, and and uh, he'll uh, we'll be able to do as good as we can do, which could be pretty good, you know, if we get good quarterback play. But 
you know, if you get him, uh, a, a, give him a, a year to uh, to get in there and uh, get in with these coaches and these high school coaches, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he's going to do some great things. I think that we'll have talent that lines up close to Georgia and Alabama. Well, we were saying this. I remember a couple years ago when uh, when Harson was hired, and that twenty twenty one schedule for a first-year Auburn head coach was about as favorable as you were going to get. This one's even more favorable. It is. It really is. Because you don't play Penn State on the road. You play Mm -hmm. Cal on the road. And then you have Alabama and Georgia at home. Now, it's life in the SEC. That middle stretch is tough where those those road games that that are all kind of stack up on you real quick. But the fact that you don't have to play in Athens, don't have to play in Tuscaloosa, you're not playing a, a juggernaut of any by any means in your uh, in your Power Five non-con game. There's a step here for Auburn where it's like, hey, I mean, the the goal is just like, can you get a winning season again? Auburn hadn't had one of those since since 2020, and that was you know that was such a weird year Barely. itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just get get back on the right track. This is a true year one setup situation, and uh, while these transfers they've gotten in right now, um, you know. Those guys, like I said in the last time, like those guys are set up to help Auburn win right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of those dudes are only going to be around for a year. Yeah, fortunately, a few of them will be around a little bit longer. Um, appreciate the call there, Keith. I know we're coming up on our bottom of the hour break. Hey, I got a uh, text from Tex, Ooh. and he's wondering, you know, how do you conduct spring practice with so many players on the roster? Well, actually, when we looked at, the, I looked at the numbers yesterday. Yeah. You got eleven guys that are signed that won't be in until after spring. The freshmen. So the most Auburn's going to have on scholarship for the spring is seventy six. So yeah. that's very doable. Yeah, you got to be you, eighty five has got to be the thing once right. you get into the each, season. E, well, it's it's each and semester. Yeah, and there's such a weird like back count. Like there's just so many weird rules attached to that. And yeah, we'll we'll see. But they've man, this roster's a whole lot deeper than oh, yeah. it was a month ago, and that's that's going to be good. Jones, hold on, you're up. When we come back from our bottom of the hour break here on the Friday Drive. Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. We have calls holding. We'll get to them. There's some coaching movement going on, and how will that affect recruiting and uh, and player movement. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But right now, let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline and Jones. Hey, man, hey, how you doing? Fine. Listen, I know that there's not a whole lot to talk about today other than rehashing the same old, same old. But for us older guys, you know, guys who have followed Auburn, you know, I started following Auburn right around the time we had Tucker Fredrickson. And oh, wow. my dad and granddad and I would listen to the games on the radio and and I look back at the almost and woulda, coulda, shouldas and play along with me for about 10 seconds. In 1972, Burt Jones. If not for Burt Jones, Auburn probably wins that game, if I'm not mistaken. Golly, the defense um, was still pretty good. I mean, that was a 17-9 game in the rain. Were you there? Man. I was not there, no, oh. sir. I was I was in Flomerton, Alabama that night. Oh, wow. Well, and I was... Then in ni- 
Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say yeah. I, I, I probably was. I probably was there on Sunday after the game. My family, from as a matter of fact, my mom was up from Flomaton for that ball game because it was it was miserable. But but yeah, go ahead. Right. Do you know Charles Bowles? You sure, I do. Bowles? Absolutely, I do. Charles and Ann, absolutely. He and were, yeah, he and I were great friends. And then, I, then you got 1974 when Thomas Gossam was pushed out of bounds by an Alabama defender, and so they disqualified a touchdown. Yep, and they changed the rule after that, that game. game. Correct. And then 83, you know, we had a lackadaisical game against Michigan. If we win that game soundly, we're probably number one then. Should have been, um, yeah. In, yeah, in 88. If we just don't let the fourth down pass by LSU, we're playing Notre Dame for the national championship. In 2004, we all know what happened there. Yep. Just Auburn getting shafted again. And then, of course, in 13, FSU fakes the punt. We're up 21-3. to And if we, if we don't allow that, we probably win that game. And then you got the double dribble. I'm saying all this because Auburn is a, is a highly successful program with a lot of what-ifs. But Auburn people are fighters and never get up, give up. And I know that Hugh Freeze is going to install that kind of mentality back in Auburn where even though the nationwide sportscasters and all vilify Auburn on a daily basis and people love to see Auburn not do well, I'm one of the guys that's going to literally look at our past and say, we're always a play away from a possible national championship. And I'm always going to hang in there with us. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, really, interesting that's, stuff. Yeah, interesting because stuff, like yeah. you know, uh, me being a younger guy, like I know some of those. I didn't know. I don't know all of those, especially like some of those earlier ones. But yeah, I mean, I think that's also the thing about Auburn is like, and this is where the Hugh Freeze hire when it comes. To, you think about him messing Alabama seasons up at Ole Miss. You bring him into a place like Auburn. If they can get some of that magic, we know what can happen in Jordan Hare, mm-hmm. and we know what Auburn can ha- can get going when they get really, really rolling. And so, from that aspect, it is a, it is a you know great you know kind of football f- fit in the, in the, in that regard. But yeah, as a I did not know a couple of those stories. Well, and, we, and we've had some. I mean, in, in the last ten years, it, you know, it's it's tough to imagine a school like having three more. I mean, especially when you think about the fact that it happened in three different sports. Auburn had three incredibly difficult endings to seasons. When you think about how the 2013 football season ended against Florida State, how the men's basketball season ended against Virginia in the Final Four, what was it the it was baseball. It was final uh, the College World Series, you have Mississippi State uh, dead to rights in in that first game in Omaha and an incredible sequence uh, of events. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one softball. Softball. That yes. series with Oklahoma oh, yeah. in the Women's College World Series. Yeah, I mean it's it's and then throw in Auburn High School for fun in the in the, in the state, oh, God, champ- stop. <laughs> state championship uh, game. I mean, there's yeah. it's it's remarkable what what folks around here have seen in the uh, and and there have been victories too, Obviously, of course. Yeah. But but there, uh, yeah, I mean the the near misses or the absolute gut wrenching endings. Uh, yeah, I think Auburn folks have been tested as yeah. much as, as as just about any fan base. Is in, it one in, of those in, things? In where, regard, is it, 2013. It's like the fake pun and all that. But like, what happens if? Florida State doesn't pick up on the fact Auburn's got their signals a little bit earlier because that that changes that game altogether. Well, I mean, what what happens if you don't get a pull hammy on a kick return? I mean, there, oh, that that, that game had so many. Or if but yeah, Trey Mason goes down. But, but the instead, but, 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 but yeah, out. the obvious the obvious thing was, I mean, everybody there in the press box was like screaming. Well, we weren't screaming. We were all saying, "It's fake. They got a fake. They yeah, got a yeah, fake." I and, remember that. And, yeah. Oh, the and when you look and see the Auburn players all their backs turned, it's like. Oh, man. Now, and and I would say the the flip side of that would be, of course, there have been 
near, you know, some some gut wrenching. Oh yeah, losses. We've, we've handed oh, some gut wrenching oh, losses. Yeah, you're not kidding. to the other team because that's two and twenty third day. Yeah, well, and and the the twenty ten team had mm-hmm. some some very close calls. By the way, en route to its national championship. By the way, there was a stat this week. Um, the last time Clemson did not win double digit games in a season was that twenty ten team. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. You have to go all the way back, like uh, to to that, and that was, and that team almost beat Auburn, you know, in the 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 re kick and all mm-hmm. that in that game. But yeah, it's 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 pretty remarkable because I mean Auburn. That was the other thing about Auburn that I've always thought, you know, when it's at its best or it's at, like it, Auburn is Auburn is you know thrives and sometimes gets burned by chaos, but it's like that's you know. Auburn rarely, when they're in a championship setting or anything like that, it's just like oh, and they comfortably just just ran through everybody. Like no, it's 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 different. Well, most way. teams don't. I mean, the, yeah. the the talk this year about uh, you know is Georgia one of the all time greatest teams? They were very very close to not not playing in the yeah. championship game. They needed a really bad you comeback know? or a big comeback. Uh, there there are very bad. few teams. LSU probably was about as close. Auburn played them as close as anybody. Yes, and they were they never had a chance to take the lead. So that's probably the most dominant team I've ever seen. Was that you know nineteen LSU, twenty Alabama were were yeah the Bama great Clemson, great team. The Bama Clemson team was pretty dominant. The uh, yeah. now is is the first Nick Saban national championship was was that and the the twenty 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 and that one were the two unbeaten national uh-huh. championships that he's had. And it's odd because you don't really think of that. Nick Saban team as his most dominant one is the, is the one what the 09? Oh, the, oh, yeah, the, the 09 team no, isn't really Auburn, thought no, it wasn't had, no it wasn't Auburn right. had them in that yeah. game they 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 played some really close ball games that's what that's the thing it, it, when you have a great year you usually have a few you know didn't they uh, escape games. LSU that year too if I remember remembering that correctly the 09 Alabama yeah I yeah, think probably. that was a really close call with LSU that year too yeah I just I mean oh, it was I believe that's the year that uh, there's a blocked field goal against Tennessee yeah that's uh, what yeah, I'm saying wasn't that Lane wasn't that yeah. Lane I was thinking yeah. that was Lane's yeah. year at Tennessee that's yeah. correct yeah so I mean you have you have to have those kinds of things go well for you generally and Auburn's when you win such a flair for the dramatic it's just in all sports, as as you know, we were all rolled out. Right it's there. it's amazing you mentioned that Auburn Clemson game from 2010. That was the first because I just I just moved to Los who was, Angeles. Who was the Rocky outfielder? Who was uh, the quarterback? Jeff uh, uh, Jeff Harper, Par- Kyle, uh, Parker? Parker? Kyle, Kyle Parker, Kyle Parker, yeah. yeah it was, it was, there was Kyle Parker. there was another there was Cullen something who was a different Clemson quarterback. I don't Cullen Bryant, Cullen was it okay? It was something, but but, but Kyle, Par- Kyle Kyle Parker is definitely the guy who yeah. was the quarterback for the. He was he was an outfielder with the Rockies. Yeah, quarterback for Clemson and ended up playing pro ball uh, for, for the Rockies. Oh, and he had a touchdown. That oh was, my goodness, he had a guy wide open. That was um, that was the first. I just moved to Los Angeles. That was the first game I watched with the Los Angeles Auburn club. Nice, uh, and that was a, a fun atmosphere. You went to the Galen Center. To see Auburn play USC Auburn last has, month. Auburn had as many fans there as USC did. Yeah, there, there was a, there's a pretty that LA Auburn club showed up. Yeah, pretty vocal, significant LA Auburn club. And that, uh, shout out to the Seattle crew too. There was a there was a decent amount in uh, in that UW game. Did a, did a really good job. And uh, yeah, Tuesday night. I don't know if it came across on TV as well. Uh, it didn't seem like there was, there was anybody no there. there. There was no one there. It, it probably felt they, like they could hardly a show fans. a shot that didn't make it look like oh, there's nobody in the stands. Yeah, and and. You know, Auburn didn't have as big of a crowd in that because it was a Tuesday night, you know, yeah. game in the SEC. But yeah, it was a, yeah, I, a I late, got, a late Tuesday night game. Uh, Ole Miss, I think they're going to end up looking back and saying we probably should have made a move when everybody else was making a move last year in 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 the SEC. Kermit Davis is a great coach. Just it's just something that's not clicking there, 
And Ole Miss, even when they're good, we can point to football. Even when they're good, uh, they have a hard time showing up for things. Sometimes the fan support has been questioned, and it's just like that. That's a really nice basketball arena. That's a really good venue, and it just. It was dead. You it get, was flat. You get spoiled, I think, coming to Auburn games, too. But, like, you know, because that atmosphere does not translate everywhere else no. when you go on the road. No. And, and, it, and it's not, not to Tennessee, say that. Like, Tennessee was the one last year where it was like, okay, this is bringing it at a high, high level. Tennessee and Arkansas. And Arkansas. And I didn't go, I didn't go to Arkansas. Not, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be a scold about these things. And I'm certainly not talking to Auburn's fans when I say, you know, if you're, if you're a college student, and you get the opportunity to go see live basketball, unless you're in a college town where a lot of stuff is going on. I mean that that's a that's a live entertainment option that I would encourage you to check out. And I'm surprised that more people don't pursue. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see. I mean, I was at my fair share of Beard Eves games more than my fair share. I mean, I understand. I'm I'm not speaking for everyone in this situation because I'm probably a little bit more interested in in basketball than uh, than, than the average person but yeah it's just, it's surprising to me that that folks yeah. in in towns where you know I, I feel like the entertainment options are somewhat limited are not going and get and it's great when the when the team starts winning and you start to see right. that that pick up but yeah it's it's, it's odd to see uh, limited support for some of these teams that play really exciting entertaining basketball and, and that's where auburn is is gotten pretty special with their student section and their home court advantage i mean they were you know you know filling up the student section in 10 minutes for the colgate game it ain't it ain't like just hey come on out here and you know only for the big dogs it's like they're doing this for every game every game the florida the florida game the student section was wild and that was Correct me if I'm wrong. That was a uh, that was several weeks before. I mean, that was a couple days after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. the were, students the students were coming back for last week against Arkansas. Two weeks. Last, last well, week there were a lot of folks that were disguised as students sitting down there and having fun too, though. Because they let everybody. Yeah, let, yeah. Let everybody then, down and then there. Arkansas, you had a more traditional student right. section for that one, and that was a huge. And, that and was a huge crowd. even still, then you got to keep in mind, class hadn't started back nope. yet. Nope, it was the weekend before Saturday classes night, started. And Dylan yeah. Carwell talked about this today when we were talking to him. He's like, "This is going to be like this is full strength." And it's all day to get jacked up, all day to get in line. Uh, and against the Mississippi State team where tomorrow night, I mean, as Bruce Pearl said earlier today, like this is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a game that's not for the faint of heart. And like Auburn's going to need that crowd advantage. And right now they are that's the best home court advantage in college basketball right now because they have the longest home winning streak in, in the country uh, behind Gonzaga. And it's like, well, yeah, Gonzaga, you know, most of the teams they play at home are teams that they just – Beat the tar out of yeah, every games, year in the West Coast. Those conference. games are streamed live on the West Coast Conference's website, right? Well, I mean, as, yeah. we, as we learned last year. By uh, the way, by the way, Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga's back to just being like a really good Gonzaga team, and not like uh, they're going to win every single game by thirty. You know, Gonzaga team. They uh, somebody they, in that league. Uh, BYU gonna, took them to the wire last go. night. Oh, in, the, in, in 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 Provo. Have you seen the clip? The, the yeah. viral the viral build. There's a viral clip of BYU fans getting ready to storm the court against Gonzaga. Oh. Uh, it did, didn't quite did, didn't work. Didn't didn't work. work. You, you need to win. You need to win first. I wanted to get to uh, to coaching changes, a, right? A, yeah, a coaching change. Tell you what, we want to get to break. We'll just sort of we'll shift gears, get back into football. Um, we'd love for you to join in as well here on the Friday Drive. 
time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. While we've got a minute without a uh, without a phone call, Justin, talk about, I mean, uh, as you said, I mean, there's a lot going on. So uh, what's been going on at the Observer and what's coming up? Yeah, a lot of basketball. And how can folks get it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of basketball uh, going on, but also keeping track of everything football related. I did a film room yesterday on Brian Batty. The running back that Auburn uh-huh. has picked up from South, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, really doing the deep dive into him. There's some numbers and some and some film in there that I think Auburn fans, if you watch it, you'll get excited about this dude as an addition to that running back room. Um, but yeah, a lot of basketball coverage, keeping track of everything with our roster tracker, um, our scholarship chart, and all that, all that good stuff. Had a big mailbag today. A lot of basketball, a lot of football in it. Uh, and then yeah, uh, this weekend, uh, Auburn Mississippi State coverage uh, on Sunday. We will have all of our observations. Uh, on Sunday morning, a podcast, and then a big travel week for basketball, always keeping an eye on everything and recruiting. So AuburnObserver.com, sign up. It is $6 a month or $60 for the full year, so you get a discount if you do the full year up front. And uh, everything we do gets emailed to you, whether that is a newsletter or a podcast. We have something pretty much every day of the week at 6 a.m. Central Time. Some days, two two things uh, in your inbox early in the morning. So it's the best way to get it, AuburnObserver.com. So what, what was the big coaching move that well, you wanted to Well, today, Pete Golding yeah. leaving Alabama, going to Ole Miss. Uh, a lot of buzz that uh, Nick Saban about to hire former GA and Alabama grad current Georgia co-defensive coordinator Glenn Schumann. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. And it's the thing, yeah, you, you know, Golding got a lot of criticism from Alabama fans, but he's still a pretty good, I mean, he's a great defensive coordinator. He is a great recruiter. And a great recruiter. And it's, yeah, Sh- Schumann would be an upgrade. I think it would satisfy some of the fans, mm-hmm. shake some things up for for Alabama after a a disappointing season by their very lofty oh, standards. Right. Um Goes to Ole Miss, and it's like, you know, for Ole Miss, this is a shot in the arm um, because the program has not had a ton of great news here recently. But, I mean, if Pete Golding can get, you know, good results, I mean, that Ole Miss defense just if needs to If they can work. just play, if they can just show up and, and yeah. you know. And he's such a good defensive, he's <laughs> such a good defensive coordinator that I think, you know, he's going to be an immediate upgrade for what they do at Ole Miss. And then, yeah, we'll see what uh, Alabama does. You know, Shulman makes a ton of sense there. Uh, but between that move and, you know, with what happened yesterday, I know y'all talked about it on the show with Garrett Riley going to, to Clemson. Um, yeah, some big, some, some superpowers who had disappointing seasons by their standards, try, trying to shake some things up and, and get ready. I mean, Brandon Streeter, not easy to get rid of Brandon Streeter. I mean, I know Clemson's offense hasn't been great on the field, but he is one of the best recruiters of quarterbacks, period, that you can find anywhere. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. They, and they make a move. And, and they get, improved. They actually they, they they improved quite a bit over the last year. But Garrett Riley's Garrett Riley. How how often have we seen coordinators from the national championship participants leave and not go to what is just an obvious, you know, step up? I mean, Pete Golding from Alabama to Ole Miss. Now Clemson, what they've done over the last 
you know, 15 yeah. years well, is, to TCU. Is Pete Golding voluntarily leaving, or has there been some shoving from, oh, the, from the Alabama You know, it's funny, though. I, I, I heard today that Pete Golding was offered a raise to stay at Alabama and left. I think Pete Golding was tired of hearing the criticism of how yeah. bad he was. What do you and, and I think he, can, so I think he feels he can prove himself more at Ole Miss and not be, if things go well, it's not Pete Golding that gets the praise, it's Nick Saban. If things didn't go well, it's not Nick Saban, it's, it's Pete, Pete Golding. Golding. What, what do you think happens? Everyone's drawing the connection, Bill O'Brien, to New England as, as the next offensive coordinator. If that happens, there's going to be an offensive coordinator over Yeah, and Garrett Riley was the name that Alabama it fans probably, thought they were going to pro- get. Probably won't be Garrett here's, Riley, but there's a new impressive, one. Here's a new Cliff one. Kingsbury? Also, well, coming out this afternoon is that the word um, is being reported that Sean McVay will stay with the Rams. He is not, oh, that's he right. is not quitting. The hot rumor is that Kingsbury is going to be the Rams' offensive coordinator next year. Liam Cohen going to Kentucky. The Rams go back to Kentucky. Rams need an offensive coordinator. So a little NFC West, you know, kind of fusion there between Kingsbury and McVay. Then where would Alabama end up? You Hmm. got the biggest name on the market in the college level on the move. The biggest name possibly on the market from the pro level potentially staying in the. You know, and it's early, um, but. That would make it really, really interesting. So, if Bill O'Brien does leave, like, where does Alabama go? What, what is it? What is the move that they end up making? They won't have trouble finding somebody. But no, and, and say Glenn Schumann's like, you know what? Say Glenn Schumann gets a a big raise and is the guy at Georgia, and they make him the guy at Georgia, and he's the you know defense. Any story? Well, guess what? Alabama's going to have their pick of pretty much any other well, defense coordinator. I, I could see Schumann going to Alabama and Muschamp. Going ahead and just being the full defensive coordinator at Georgia, make, he and Kirby are tight. Yeah, yeah, it would make a ton of sense. Um, but yeah, where where would Alabama end up? You know, with their their coaching staff and and on the offensive side, say that say Cliff Kingsbury stays in the stays in the NFL, or you know Alabama doesn't go after Cliff Kingsbury and they decide maybe you go with more of a you know a non air raid guy or something. Like that. It, it would be it would be very very interesting to see see where that mm-hmm. where that ends up. But yeah. And we were talking about it earlier, uh, you know, during a break. But all those kind of moving pieces change what you do in recruiting. Oh yes, or what you can do in recruiting. And it was the big, the big quarterback from uh, Walker Howard was just. Get, it, it seemed like a sure thing that he would he's going to, to TCU now. And then the day after Garrett Riley goes to Clemson, Walker Howard's visiting Ole Miss. There you go. Yep, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the guys that uh, that all that are visiting and get Justin's thoughts on some of the new additions for Auburn as well. Take more of your phone calls, 334-321-1390. We're halfway done here on the Friday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. Chargers wideout Mike Williams is out for tomorrow night's wildcard playoff game against the Jaguars. Williams has a small fracture in his back from the regular season finale against the Broncos. ESPN's Lindsay Theory reports unless the Chargers make a long playoff run, Williams' season could be over. 
Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson won't play in Sunday's game against the Bengals. And ESPN's Field Yates believes there might be a difference of opinion between Jackson and the team. My interpretation, to borrow Fitz's word, would be that the Ravens seem to think Lamar is fairly close to returning. And Lamar's absence in practice in his tweet last night does not seem to reflect that. Field Yates on Fitz and Harry. Rams head coach Sean McVay will stay on the job next year after mulling over his future. Last year, McVay signed a contract extension through the 2026 season. ESPN's Jeff Passan reports the Padres will sign outfielder Juan Soto to a one-year, $23 million contract to avoid arbitration. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio with Drew at the controls. And uh, we'll get to the Kia of Auburn hotline shortly. First, let me tell you that hour number two of the Drive brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And yes, the Kia of Auburn hotline where you can uh, get through and give us your, your thoughts, questions, comments, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which you can find however you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform or go to ESPNAU.com and use the podcast center. And let's get back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Cameron gets us started this hour. Hey, Cameron. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of ask a, ask some questions about some more uh, transfer portal stuff. Uh, first one is, um, have we heard any uh, any news about the um, Oklahoma State uh, quarterback, uh, uh, Spencer Sanders? Uh, uh, what's the... what? What's the 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 uh, the update of him? Because last time I heard, or last time last thing I read on him, he was interested in Auburn, and Auburn was uh, interested in him. And then the second thing was um, uh, with the addition to, of Nick Mardner. I think that's how you say his last right. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you, you all know of any other uh, transfer uh, wideouts Auburn could could, poss- could possibly be looking into? And I was just saying, listen, thanks, guys. Uh, for the Spencer Sanders question, I mean, we talked about this last week. I think if Auburn wanted him really badly, or somebody wanted him really badly, they could have made a move at this point. That has really become an interesting situation. It, it appears that Ole Miss isn't that crazy about him, that Ole Miss wanted him as a backup. They, they wanted him to come in to yeah. just be the backup to Jackson Dart. Spencer Sanders isn't crazy about that. I was told the other day that Spencer Sanders had gone back to Oklahoma State 
And Mike Gundy said, that's okay. We don't need you. Well, Spencer, well, Spencer well, Sanders has no, right now, I don't know of any go. interest in Spencer Sanders. Oklahoma State went out and got Alan Bowman. We right. talked about him a couple times on the show. He was the Texas Tech quarterback that was a very hot property in the portal a couple years ago when he went to Michigan. Didn't really work out for him at Michigan, but he's got eligibility remaining. He's coming to Oklahoma State. They've, they've got younger options they've developed mm-hmm. as well. But, no, it, it seems like he's in something of, of a limbo right now where if he wants to go through spring ball somewhere, he may have to he may have to go down. I think Spencer Sanders when he jumped go to into a smaller school. Well, I think when Spencer Sanders jumped into the portal, he imagined that there would be a team with with a chance of winning a power five conference championship that would look at Spencer Sanders mm-hmm. and say, he's a missing piece of the puzzle. And that may not be when you look at where where no. teams are looking, that may not be what's it, you know that may not be the best option available. To I, him, think, I think the turnovers are a red flag for a lot. Of, a lot of teams yep. it's a pretty high interception rate. Now you you also have to say he's got a lot of really good plays to his name as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean if it's one of those things with with Spencer Sanders is like if Auburn turns it on here in the next couple of days and say all right he's in and he's in for a visit and all that, okay maybe yeah, but to this point it doesn't seem like that's kind of going to kind of be the move. Uh, wide receiver. Haven't really heard any other big name guys out there. Marner was the one that kind of popped up. There, there was talk of Bryson Green, Spencer Sanders' former teammate, but yeah. I don't think Auburn's in the final mix for him. And yeah, I mean, it's they have depth at wide receivers, they have options, um, but it's just kind of like I think there's going to be kind of a wait and see thing, especially with the passing game. Um, and I think Auburn again, like I think Auburn's probably going to be in a position to. Make a move in May in the in the or the later window, uh, quarterback and maybe wide receiver will be one of those as well. That's a position that it's easier if you if you don't go through spring to be able to find. If somebody oh, yeah. at a, a group of five school uh, has a just phenomenal spring, yeah, then then there could be schools all over sure. them, and it's easier to step in and play receiver mm-hmm. and, and not go through spring. By the so. way, by the way, Nick Marner, uh, the will be the first Canadian to ever play Auburn, football at Auburn. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a new uh, one. Dan mentioned that that you had said that. I, that's that's surprising. I, to me. Yeah, I, I, surprised I would have thought somebody well, yeah. Yeah. through the years would have uh, would have made it down from the great north. We, we had mentioned Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback. He's going to NC State. That was right. over, with, yeah. over the weekend. Um, Robert and I. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, I don't. Know, it's it's strange as far as how the Spencer Sanders thing is is going to shake up, and you know who else? You know, I mean, quarterback in the portal right I now. I think it's, they're waiting. I think they're waiting and seeing uh, who might be available uh, after spring ball, uh, and you know maybe maybe you go into to the spring and see what you have with the quarterbacks you got, and you know maybe maybe you feel like okay. We don't necessarily need to get a guy who's going to come in and start right away. Maybe we just get some guys, for, like, get another An experienced guy that in case. Yeah, get another guy like like how T.J. Finley and Robbie Ashford were, or Zach Calzada were, you know, for Auburn last last year. Where it's like, okay, you're not guaranteed anything, but we could use you, and so that might be might end up being the case. I just I think there's just going to be a number of big name quarterback battles at a number of places in the league and I've already talked about it before but Georgia really stands out to me as guys that have experience with Auburn that you would think somebody out of that room is probably going to leave especially if Carson Beck's the the starter like a lot of people think is going to be. Bach, uh, the uh, a couple of players in the portal. I mean one of them 
I mean, we're interested in DeColdis Crawford, I think, largely just because, you know, his name's DeColdis Crawford. Uh, uh, yeah, Although it'd be great to have DeColdis playing for very, freeze. Very, very big deal on the recruiting trail, too, though, yeah, before he, he ended up in Nebraska. He has not announced mm-hmm. the destination yet. I heard that he was he visited Jackson State uh, last weekend, and, and there have been some other, I think, Power 5 uh, in, interests there. But, you know, waiting to see what happens with him. I remember Hank Bachmeyer being such a big deal early in his career at Boise State that it's wild to think he's sort of drifting in the portal and not and, and has not been you know so, someone uh, where, where there's where there's much of a market at least from the outside in his services but that's how that's how things can things can change for, for, for college football players yeah and then obviously with what's going on right now with Jane Rashada um, at Florida is wild yeah if he doesn't uh, and and to I thought yes yesterday uh, I believe Carter said today was the day that he had to. If he's gonna, if he's gonna be in for spring ball, yeah, it, 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 the deadline was today. Yeah, late, late. If he's not today. there, uh, if he's not enrolled, wasn't enrolled today. Now, may, he may have already been enrolled and just thinking about not going. But if that's the case, I read today he wasn't enrolled yet. Okay, because because that's different than getting a release it, from your NLI. Once yeah, you're enrolled, then then you're yeah. In. Gators Online, uh, Nick Delator uh, is a senior writer for, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. the on, on on the on three yes. affiliate there in Gainesville. Uh, they can confirm that Jaden Rashada did not enroll at Florida All right. prior to 5 p.m. Uh, today. That means that Florida has one scholarship quarterback for the spring. Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is the only People were not very happy Scholarship about Scholarship quarterback. Yeah. What is going on at Fly? It, this this is crazy. I mean, they're having a tough time keeping a anywhere near uh, a workout roster, much less a full roster. Well, it shouldn't be a reason to panic that a spring enrollee decided maybe he wants to do the rest of his senior year no, of high school. But I'm the just concern- saying, with all the players that have left after a six and seven season, the, the that con- doesn't seem like what's happening. With that's Rashada, though, not what's yeah. happening with Rashada. Is where I was no, going with that. No, it's the concern not. here is that this guy is not coming at all. On the word was it was a thirteen million dollar deal, which is insane to begin with, and then it's like, oh, we can't actually pay that. <laughs> and it was it's like, like well, oh, we were just kidding. Come on, nobody's like, going to get thirteen like million. They flip from they flip from Miami because of this. Yes, yeah. That that's the important thing is yeah. that this was a young man who had, and and now it's not just about a, a scholarship offer. He had. I mean, you look at some of the other players that have jumped to Miami. It's largely not entirely, but largely based on finances. Some of the guys that have jumped over. Not, the, I mean, that's um, recruiting the uh, the Kansas State basketball player. Uh, who was a, a highly highly sought after who, who picked Miami? Uh, the Cavender, the the Cavender twins, Cavender or twins, right. uh, the Fresno State. Look, I mean, it's, I mean, it's happened. It's happening everywhere to some extent. I mean, it, it, Auburn had one this week in, in their in their center. You know, Avery Jones and Avery Jones coming to coming to Auburn and Illinois. NIL definitely played a role in there. Now, I would also argue that like, yeah, playing at Auburn is going to be better than playing at Illinois, but. Yeah, like it, it, it makes an impact and it makes a difference. But there's some teams that are doing it a lot more um, brazenly than others are, and Miami's well, been that one. Well, and I mean, and it's it's obvious Auburn's NIL is in very good shape. Yeah, uh, and there's some there's some folks that are taking shots at Auburn for that. It's perfectly if you don't take advantage of this, that would be like taking shots at Nick Saban. For the things that he kept figuring out year after year after year, you know he bumped and then they changed that, and then you know they they do different things. You take advantage if of you are not out there yeah. doing every single thing you can under the rules 
then you're falling behind. So, so Gators Online has a, a brief timeline of the Jaden Rashada thing at Florida. He Back in June, he committed to Miami over Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. In November, uh, one of the key figures for the Gator Guard, which is the, I guess, the big ticket NIL collective they have there in Florida. Uh, he said that big news was coming. The next day, Rashada flipped from Florida, from Miami to Florida. On December 21st, that was signing day, right? Yes. December 21st, Billy Napier's news conference was delayed over an hour, uh, and apparently it was because uh, Rashada had not yet sent uh, his letter of intent, and Napier didn't want to go out there without Right. Without well, because you get one opportunity to talk about all your recruits, and he definitely wanted to be talking about him. Right. So he waited an hour, but the, but, but the uh, letter of intent did arrive on December 21st. Uh, Napier uh, apparently... The quarterback said at the All American, the Under Armour All American game, that he was headed right to Gainesville. Did not report with the other mid year enrollees uh, last week and reportedly requested a release from his NLI. His, I guess there were con- contrasting reports about whether or not he had conflicting reports about whether or not he'd actually requested that release from his NLI. And then today, uh, he did not. Uh, enroll prior to the uh, deadline to drop ad at the University of Florida uh, for the spring semester. Uh, by the way, y'all were talking about Bryson Green just a moment ago. Right. Wisconsin. Okay. Just yeah, minute. I saw that saw that, that was one of his top three. So, um, three, they're, uh, they're going to be all right. Yeah. 334-321-1390. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And James is up next. Hey, James. Hey, guys. Um, I hate to tell y'all, but I got... I think I've told y'all this before. My sister graduated from Florida, and so I get all the little nitty gritty inside <laughs> stuff from her. Uh huh. And it's bad down there. Uh, a lot of them are having buyers remorse with Napier, which I kind of feel kind of weird about because I'm like, you got to get that guy a chance because Dan Mullins just I don't I'm not saying he was a bad coach, but there was a lot going on with him too, you know. And mm-hmm. so. I don't know. It's kind of weird because she said the fan base is just split, splintered in different factions. And none of, they all want to have a seat at the table, but they don't, and have a say, but they don't want to go, they're not trying to willing to compromise. And, you know, some of them are ready to go ahead and get rid of him now. And then some of them are like, no, you need to give him some time. And then, you know, the recruits are listening to that all the time. I mean, yeah, what does that sound fan like? Base back and forth. I mean, what does that sound like, like, James? Us last it sounds year, like so. Auburn over the last few years. Exactly. I mean, it's it's not that uncommon. There were so many people that thought only at Auburn, only at all. That's just Auburn being Auburn. You know, they, it, it doesn't happen anywhere. It happens at a lot of places. Florida, you know, Florida fans expect a lot. They expect championship. If not championships, they expect you to be a championship contender in just about every sport. And, uh, but, but they don't, but you're right. They've got a lot of people that have, uh, um, maybe, maybe not been longtime Gator boosters that feel like they should, they should have more of a say. So yeah, they, they've got, it's, they've got a, a sticky situation right now. Apparently the guy from, um, the athletic, uh, would be G. Allen Taylor. I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, with used to work with him. Okay. So he's the, yeah. he's, the, he's at Florida. He's, he's the great West Virginia. He's yeah. the Gainesville guy at, uh, for, for, for the athletic. He had he, a timeline as well. A very he, good one. Yeah. He had, he posted a long timeline about what's gone wrong with, uh, uh, with, with with the University of Florida and, and specifically the recruitment of Jaden Rashada that, that folks probably should check out because it's maybe a cautionary tale of being overly reliant on NIL uh, to seal these sort of deals, but it's also yeah, I read uh, that earlier. It, it, it's also maybe a uh, 
uh, a, uh, a you know it's, it's a fascinating uh, understanding of, of what's what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and, hey Dan, let me say this too. You know, uh, between Auburn and Florida, everybody wants to paint Auburn as changing their coaches all the time. Florida has more coaching changes than Auburn has yep. in the last ten years. Oh, easy. So, uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But thanks, guys. I'll see y'all later. Appreciate yeah. it, James. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Need to get to our first break of this hour. Love for you to join in here on the Friday Drive. Now, more of the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN one zero six seven and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call three three four three two one one three nine zero. Toll free at eight 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 three eight two seven five zero two or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Nineteen minutes after five o'clock here on this Friday evening. Again, it's going to be a cold one, so uh, uh, be prepared again. And it, we'd, we'd had such balmy weather there for a few days. It is so, January. It's already under change. 40 degrees outside here. Oh, yeah. It's going to be in the 20s probably tonight. And the wind, Fun. the wind is what's really uh, uh-huh. made it tough. I mean, the, the wind chill has been in the 30s yeah. all day. It's, it's going to get down. Could be in the teens before it's, it's done this it's evening. Sunday morning could be uh, as as cold maybe as it gets for the next couple of months here in the Auburn. That's what area. I'm talking about. That's that's why the, where, where the concern Ooh. for the for the dust dog. Yeah, I mean because we've, we've got it's a pretty good time we, for you to go on a cruise though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a bad time. Not well, the thing time. is, it worked. It worked pretty well when we saw the things. We looked. Uh, one of the first things we had to do is look at the basketball schedule. Both games mm-hmm. are on the road. On the road. Yep. So that's good. Although it may be a little difficult to keep up with them. Uh, at, at how's, how's the Wi-Fi in the middle of the ocean uh, these days? It's uh, like $5 a minute, I believe. <laughs> so. I don't know if you want to watch a basketball be... game at $5 a minute on the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Or, even, mm-hmm. che- or no. even check the score. You know, maybe, no. maybe you do it once. Like, right. One time. Better yeah. better hope that it's about over. Yeah. Or over when yeah. you do yeah, but that's that's what you really don't want to be teased. You check it and go. Oh, I got it. I got to stay here. I believe the, the yeah. low. Then the game goes into like triple overtime. Mm. The low, low Sunday morning here in Auburn is uh, twenty eight. So I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty where chilly. Could get, yeah, could could get down, and you'll you'll be you'll you'll, you'll happily be over, in, or you'll be on the way to Fort Lauderdale at that point, right? You're sitting uh, here Sunday on, morning. On, on, so, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Sun, Sunday. No, we'll be we'll be in Fort Lauderdale and uh, be be boarding. Nice. Uh, how, know, how long is that drive, Bill? I haven't driven it recently. I'm expecting that it's going to be in the nine and a half hour, nine nine and a half hour range. Yeah, uh, that is if we don't have to make too many stops. It's six hundred and thirty miles. That's mm. it's not fun. No, no. The longest I've ever done. I'm not planning on doing all six thirty. The longest in, I, in one day. The, only, the longest I've ever done it once was we did Auburn to Houston once, and then we did Dallas to Auburn at one point, and. Man, I just felt the like, I felt like death. Yeah, just solo. Like we're not stopping. Mm. We're not stopping to. I mean, you stop for gas and all that, but like yeah. we're not. We're not restroom and gas. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. And I mean, it's and we did and and in case you're wondering, Dallas to I mean Auburn to Houston's about twelve hours, and Dallas to Auburn's about twelve hours. In yeah. case you're wondering. I've had three so of Baton those. Rouge and, and You've driven across week. country. Well, well, I've, well, so so I've done both ways because in what was spring break? Spring break two thousand seven. I get a phone call from someone who says, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a, an extra WrestleMania ticket. If you're in, we're leaving from Destin to Detroit, and 
Four of us destined to Detroit. So you, had to, man, so you had to drive that down sound, to Destin. That sounds in, like either a Destin. song or a movie. I was in Destin. Destined I, to Detroit. I drove. So what I did was I drove back to Detroit. I drove back to Auburn, got picked up in Auburn, so I could get dropped off in Auburn on the way back. Uh-huh. And we four of us taking turns driving drove overnight from Destin, Florida to Detroit, Michigan. We left at around 8 p.m. and got into Detroit I, around noon, 1 o'clock that day, <gasps> and then stayed, you know, went out, had uh, got some food, stayed the night, Saturday night, and then went to WrestleMania the next night and then drove back on Monday. When I got to, uh, that, was a, that was a good time. That was the Donald Trump WrestleMania. That was the one with the, wow. which is the biggest, I think commercially still the biggest, event, maybe the biggest pay-per-view event they ever did. And I, I think the, the gate has been broken, but it remains... The biggest, especially now with pay per view being a thing of the past, the former the Ford Field, Ford Field, the uh, yeah, I believe the the Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon WrestleMania remains the, the biggest <laughs> pay per view event of WWE ever did. So I got to say uh, I was there for that. Drove to Los Angeles when I got into film school. That was Montgomery to L.A. Oh with God. so that was that was Montgomery to Dallas in a day, mm-hmm. Dallas to Phoenix in a day, which was Ooh. which was tough. That was tough, and then. Uh, Phoenix, and that was a that was a very early morning and a very late night, and a lot of driving. And you don't see anything, and a lot of driving across West Texas with nothing. So, uh, Justin Lee worked before he came back to Auburn. He worked in Lub- uh He worked in sorry, not in Lubbock. He, he had to go to Lubbock a few times, but he was in Odessa, Texas, and like he did, he did, uh, he did Auburn to Odessa twice when he was there, and it was just like, yeah, it's just desolate. And so next week, I'm thinking like. I got to go to Baton Rouge and back, and then I got to go to Columbia, South Carolina, and back. Those don't sound nearly as bad. No, Baton, now, Ru- Baton, Baton Rouge, it's, New, it's Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, yeah. things like that. I mean, it's like straight uh, shot. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're all th- those are and like those are all pretty nice. But like, and then I sit here and think, like, man, like I, I feel like my limit this week, and I wrote about it today in my mailbag. Like, I feel like my limit's about four hours before I have to get out, I have to stop, I have to like. Reset a little bit because if I go much longer than four hours, I don't have driving, to reset. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to move if I don't yeah, do yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and just wait. Just wait a few <laughs> a few decades. I, I will rarely drive. You know, when I have to go a long distance, I'll rarely drive more than three four hours without stopping for something. And, if, and yeah. usually, if it's and and not not necessarily to buy something, it could be a you know no, could, just could to stretch be, your legs. Yeah, it just could to be something stretch else. Your back or just I, I mean, you I know. go I can go a shockingly long period of time with the bus, right? Because you don't have a lot of control over when yeah. the bus. I mean, because you're moving a little oh, bit. I, I mean, you can stretch. You can yeah, turn. Yeah. You can turn different ways. We, oh, yeah. the, the bus rides we had last weekend to Jonesboro, Arkansas from Troy, and then Jonesboro to Atlanta on Friday, and then Atlanta back home. Those are probably Jonesboro to Troy is probably or Troy to Jonesboro is probably about as long a bus ride as we'll take this season probably. because we're you know everything anything really a lot longer than that. We're going to fly. We've we've lucked out on. We don't have some brutal. There are some brutal Friday trips that teams have to make in the Sun Belt this year because the because the schools are everywhere. We don't have to get on a plane and fly. You know, from that's a conference that goes from right now. It goes from where San Marcos, Texas, all the way to Huntington, West Virginia. That's right. With and, and every state, uh, it's uh, fourteen uh, contiguous states. Uh, you know, they they all. Uh, you know, we, we've. It's, but but there are still. Some long distances traveled. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be you might be at James Madison on Thursday and at Southern Miss on on God. Saturday, or uh, you know, or, or App State to San Marcos or something like that. Those are trips teams yeah. are having to make because they've kind of gotten rid of the travel partners thing. So we've got some bus rides on on Friday when we're on the road, but there are some teams having to make some, some dad, brutal trips. In my the, dad told me growing up they did Auburn to El Paso one time, Ooh. and the fun one in. I, 
Yeah, I had a had a roommate who lived in El Paso, and he'd do it in a day. And, and it's and he it's like, was pointing out that you know if you've ever driven if you've ever driven to Texas and on ten it's the it's the sign once you get into Texas. And say, hey, welcome to Texas. You know, this is so many miles. This is so many miles. And El Paso is eight hundred ninety miles from where you are. So it's like they got to Texas and they said, "Good, you're halfway." Yeah. And uh, my my all time favorite fact. Uh, we were talking about it today. My all time favorite factoid about like distance to me that always cracks me up is that El Paso is further away from Auburn than Montreal is from Auburn. You could drive to Montreal, Canada, <laughs> and it's a shorter distance than driving to El Paso, Texas. And like Montreal is like about as far north in Canada as you can go before people stop living. Before it there. stops being civilization. Yeah, right? and so it's it's Texas is just r- ridiculous, man. Like it's it's such a ridiculous state in terms of size. That's uh, that's I got that's nothing the, to add. That's the entire. Well, you know what? You're going. That's a great so, segment. So you're going to. Uh, you're, Good job, you're, everyone. You're going. Stamp on, it. You're going on the road to. LSU and yeah, we're South all, we're all next going week. in different directions yeah. next week. Have you been to? Uh, I'm, I, I'm I'm going. Let's see. Is is sticky? You're, you're is, going further north. Is Sticky Fingers still a thing? That's the the chain of barbecue restaurants they used to have in South Carolina. I think it's a regional. I yeah. Regional barbecue I've always chain. Been to, I, I went to the one in Chattanooga growing up. So okay. I know of, I know it as that area. I, I believe. Speaking of flagship locations, I want to say the Columbia sure. one. Might be the flagship sticky fingers. Yeah, looking forward, looking forward. Always a good time to go to Baton Rouge. You know you're going to eat well when you're in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge, Columbia. Yeah. There's some good spots in Columbia. That's right. Yeah, you'll 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 do fine. Those are a couple of Oxford. Tell you what, I was top notch at Oxford. I love Oxford for that. Uh, this is this is pretty important times for LSU. They've got Alabama this weekend and Auburn coming in next week, and they got off to such a great start when they beat Arkansas to start the conference. Uh, it looked like wow that this could be yeah. a team really yeah. making a push. But um, I think everybody in this league can beat anybody. I think, like I said earlier, Alabama, Tennessee is kind of the class of the league, and I think three, three through fourteen, anybody's capable of beating anybody. Tennessee That's lost, just, or no, Kentucky lost as an eighteen-point home favorite on, yeah. on Tuesday night. I mean, Kentucky's got is, some issues. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting. Yeah, ask Oscar Shibway. I'm starting to when think he's, when he's p- telling the press conf- telling folks in the press conference, I'm trying to get my my teammates to fight. You know, yeah. you know what this, you know what this feels like. It feels like the end of Jimbo in Tallahassee. Like it, it feels. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it like does. This is this is a situation where look, and maybe and go to Texas, and maybe he's going to go to Texas just like Jimbo Fisher did. Like I just wonder if this could be a situation. They'll where let that a, fan back in. There's there, there's a yeah. It would. It's no, it, Nostradamus put him on scholarship. Yeah, he, there was a, there one, was right? a, there's been a lot of stuff coming out of Lexington this week about how Mitch Barnhart and John Calipari have zero relationship. Like they don't talk to each well, other anymore. And it's thing, like it's hard to do your job and get a yeah. lot done on either side when you're. When you're not talking to the AD as a basketball coach, and the basketball coach is not talking to, or and vice versa, the, fi- the fight over the summer involving Mac oh, Brown. Like, man. I mean, but what was so crazy was this stems from John Calipari wanting to replace a building that was built in 2009 before he got there that he's always sort of disliked and wanted knocked down and started over. And Kentucky doesn't think. I mean, and it boils over to this, and I'm starting to think we're seeing the last season of John Calipari at Kentucky. We'll see. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Plenty of time for you to join in in the final half hour here of the Friday Drive.
Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Taking your calls, questions, comments. Before we get to Mitch, wanted to uh, uh, quickly at least um, just mention a couple of guys that we have, you know, seen confirmation that are on campus. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, Auburn with two transfer linebackers on campus. Um, Austin Keys, who recently entered the portal from Ole Miss, he has a couple of years of eligibility left. He is a big inside linebacker. And then Nick Jackson, uh, who was all ACC at Virginia, has well over 300 career tackles. He's more in the, uh, uh, he's, he's a, a guy that has played both inside and out and around 6'2, 225. So it looks like Hugh Freeze and staff looking to add another linebacker at least to the very impressive group of transfers that they, they've already. Uh, already signed. Yeah, what what should be a big weekend in Auburn with the first full weekend of the spring semester with the students in town and the uh, home basketball game, the last Saturday night home basketball game of the season, and the uh, the, the fact that you got recruiting uh, going on with with some with some big time uh, recruits in the area. There's uh, uh yeah, should should be a buzz on campus and Hugh Freeze and company taking advantage of it uh, with uh, with, uh, with 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 some 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 big time players on campus. Let's get back to the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline, and Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. I just wanted to comment uh, uh, about uh, the, the road trip segment because I've had a few myself. Uh, I've driven, <coughs> drove to Austin with some uh, <coughs> guys I went to high school and college. We had to see Auburn in Texas. I think it was in 1991. And, yeah, I remember as soon as we crossed the Texas line, it was like, Beaumont or something is seven, eight miles, and then El Paso was 800 and however many miles. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole yep. other day. Yep, there's miles and miles of Texas. Ooh, that's another group that's going to be on the cruise, asleep at the wheel. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, another uh, uh, Bill, Bill, I'm pretty sure you know Francis Sanda. Oh, yes, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. Well, his his uh, I went to high school with his son Mike, mm-hmm. and him and, and one of the best here. free throw shooters ever. Yes, yes, and he's got he got he had the trophies to, to oh yeah to, to prove, and and I saw him uh, a couple of times live. But uh, him and Bill Pierce, who I played football with and went to Auburn High School, they one night when we were in college in the early nineties decided to jump in the car and they drove to Chicago to a Cubs game. Now, I don't know how long that was, but and we didn't realize it until they called us and they said, "Hey, uh, we're at Wrigley Field. What are y'all doing?" Um, <laughs> but uh, probably uh, one of the worst road trip, man. That's what we used to do back in the day. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, well, we did one to New Orleans, and uh, we were young, dumb, early nineties again, and we drove to New Orleans all night long. Got there late in the morning. Uh, and, you know, we were trying to stay awake, and we had some car trouble, and it was just a disaster, and oh, I got sick. Oh, one, one day, man, I've got a story, but, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but, but uh, 
I got sick. Everybody went to Bourbon Street. I crashed in the hotel, and then we came back the next day. But probably the worst one ever was when I was in the military. A guy came back from Afghanistan. Uh, had, he was a contractor, made a lot of money over there, and wanted to go to the, the summer race in Daytona and wanted to drive their motorcycle. So we met up at this little bar outside of Pope Air Force Base we hung out at and jumped in the cars and stuff. And, and an eight-hour trip to Daytona turned into a 12-hour trip. And I had stopped smoking at the time and wasn't drinking. And the race <clears throat> the race was rain-delayed until about midnight. I mean, it was so miserable. The next morning, I got up and drove to my buddy's place in Navarre uh, that worked at uh, Herbert Field. Uh, but that had to be the worst road trip I was ever on. I said I would never go on a road trip with them, and I don't know why I didn't just say, "Hey, the guy who had paid for everything's like, dude, where's the hotel? I'm I'm driving because they because they kept stopping because we'd run into thunderstorms. They'd have to put the bikes up, and then it would clear up, and they'd start driving. I mean, it was just a total nightmare. But uh, that's all I had today, guys. War Eagle. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Well, yeah, I mean that that it. We we can do a complete uh, road trip show sometime when I mean there there are a few things to the, talk about but the, yeah the everybody's story, everybody's the, headed in different directions yeah the story I don't know you you were you were teasing some sort of story there it sounds like you might oh, need a, a lot more time that, that was a, yeah that that's one up that was a spring break story from from way way we had way way back we had a where it ended ended up ended up with a car car dead <laughs> in a in a in a uh, 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 gas station parking lot. With uh, with with a couple of guys sleeping under newspapers and yeah, I mean it was uh, yeah it was it was typical spring break. I mean you know it was road trip. Let's go and uh, the car didn't make it all the way back. Made it up there. Didn't not all the way back. We've talked about a couple of pretty crazy stories during the commercial. Is there something else you really wanted to get to? Because we've said I I wanted I wanted to mention somebody that just went into the portal in the last half hour. Tula Griffin of Mississippi State. Mm. Uh, Another another Mississippi State receiver and an excellent kick returner. Guy that averaged over 33 yards per kickoff return this past year, uh, entering the transfer portal. That, that is a, that is an interesting addition to the portal. And yeah. Auburn has pursued some other Mississippi State players that did not end up coming to Auburn. Dylan Johnson Ra-ra. and Ra Ra Thomas. Yep. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the attrition from Mississippi State is going to be something to watch because they're making a big jump. Oh, it's it's such a change from from. Mike Leach to Mike Bobo. Well, that's not Bobo. Oh no! What, what are they doing? Is it they, not... they hired the App State offensive okay. coordinator. That's not a, that's not as crazy of a change. No, it's App not. But that's still offense. it's still a little more. I believe he is a uh, golly. He's a disciple. He's a um, uh, the the former Florida coach that uh, the Dolphin guy. What's his What's his name? A McElwain? Yeah, he's a McElwain guy. Oh, interesting, Jim McElwain. So I mean, that's not exactly. You know, it's Kevin, uh, Kevin Barbe, yeah, the former former uh, yeah, former Central that, that, Michigan. So that's not, that's not exactly air raid, but but still, it's it's more open. But a lot of the Mississippi State offensive players are going. Uh, let, let me check and see what else I can look at. Right, and it was a team that would that seemingly was going to return a lot of really impressive mm-hmm. talent, but the uh, in the last few weeks, and, and obviously it starts with the the tragedy of of Mike Leach's passing. Although there were some rumblings, you know, some of those players were thinking about going into the portal even before Mike Leach passed right. away. But yeah, it's it's going to be a, a very different situation, and you understand why uh, folks will. Uh, uh, will will be in the market for some of those Mississippi State players if they decide to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So now I, was, I was saying that we've talked during the commercial break about a couple of stories that probably could have made air. Uh, you know, I was telling Bill that the finer points of the uh, of the of the Jaden Rashada 
uh, story. The, the the athletic article had a couple of the. I mean, the notion that that allegedly, allegedly, the Florida NIL group, the the Gator Guard, promised Jaden Rashada more money than they were projected to fundraise. Exceed it. It exceeded. That is a dangerous thing to do, and there's some legal ramifications. I would think in there too. It exceeded the. You know this this because deal they signed was, they signed contracts. This this deal that was signed off on by the the head of the collective and the the person who, who they have running the collective. Uh, you know, signed a deal with Jane Rashada for an amount of money and. Apparently, that amount of money, you know, was was uh, it would have been a lofty goal at the time uh, for the collective, and, and a couple of months later, it's uh, sort of fallen apart. This was all just November uh, when this happened, and, and apparently there were rumblings about it in December when Rashada decided uh, to delay the signing of his uh, of, of his uh, of his of his NLI. Uh, so, yeah, I mean that that's. It, I mean, you wonder if it's the first of a lot of stories like this about uh, deals with recruits and collectives mm-hmm. going belly up. And then I told Bill about the uh, the Dallas Zoo uh, that was closed today. Uh, the, the hopefully hopefully everything turns out, but a twenty five pound uh, clouded. I've got to check out what a clouded leopard is to be non threatening. Yes, a twenty five. I didn't know leopards were any leopards could be non threatening. Cl- clouded leopard, and uh, and the update. Uh, Justin Ferguson mentioned this to us uh, that uh, uh, that the Dallas police have opened a criminal investigation. Man, that's a beautiful animal. Because that it, is a beautiful animal. It would appear. That the mesh, it would appear that the mesh was intentionally cut in the enclosure. So there's a belief that this animal was uh, was either intentionally released by someone, or I guess you could even raise the possibility of stolen at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. If, if, yeah. if you're talking about you know somebody uh, having uh, having entered the enclosure or or opened the enclosure uh, themselves. So yeah, a, a story with the uh, but the Dallas uh, yeah the Dallas Zoo closed today because they're looking for a missing leopard that. Uh, has uh, has either escaped or uh, been uh, been abducted or or something else from the uh, from, from the zoo. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Shane is up next. Hey Shane. Hey guys, how are y'all tonight? Doing fine. Hi, I just had a quick question. Um, so we're picking up a bunch of uh, transfers, which is awesome. Did, is there a uh, a number that we can that we can pick up? Um, yeah, you, if, no, there if is a is, limit. How many do we have left? Uh, by my math, with the number of players Auburn has in school for the spring, they've got nine more spots. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't imagine okay. you want. I don't imagine you want to go all the way to nine, because then that would put you eleven over at the end of the spring when when freshmen and and the incoming players who aren't here in spring come in. Uh, but but as Dan said a while ago, first year coaches do have the opportunity to basically cut players. The university would still have to offer them their school tuition and everything. But uh, they're going to be they're going to be some guys leave. You know that by the end of spring, some of the players will look up and go, "Hey, I'm not I'm not sitting where I want to be on the depth chart." So I don't think there's any concern. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would look forward to Auburn uh, hopefully being able to add. Um, you know, a, at least a couple of more transfers and then a few more high schoolers in the uh, late signing period, in, in the regular signing period, February 1st. Yeah, Billy Napier cut four players from the Florida team uh, last year, you know, upon upon his arrival. I mean, it's an option that first-year coaches have uh, where, where, as Bill said, players are allowed to continue uh, – they're, they're allowed to continue academically right. at the school, but they're no longer on the football program, and the, and the school will, will honor their scholarships. And I don't know if Auburn will 
resort to that necessarily. Or have to do that. But right. at the same time, that, that's an option available to first-year coaches like you, Freeze. Well, uh, that, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to know. I, uh, and I was also curious, you know, we've, we've picked up a lot of uh, support for for whoever quarterback is. Uh, so I was wondering if, if there might be some, some future targets for maybe wide receiver that we're still looking at and if so, who, who those are. I know you mentioned the Mississippi State guy. If there's anybody else, and I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, we talked about it a little while ago, Shane. I'm, I'm not sure that there are guys that, that there may be very, very well may be somebody that Auburn has targeted. And who knows, Justin? I mean, the way things went with uh, Batty and Avery Jones, it's like, man, they were in and out quickly, and all of a sudden, boom, Auburn yeah. had them. I, I think if Auburn brings somebody in, that's where the that's where it's like starts. You know, you can start to. I'll, I'll tell you something interesting. I mentioned Nick Jackson. Apparently, he has come in. He has left and uh, declined interviews, but everybody seemed to be in a very good mood. So just keep an eye on Nick Jackson, the Virginia linebacker. An impressive young buck of an offensive lineman, Nick Jackson. No, he's a linebacker. Oh, he's a linebacker? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a linebacker. Uh, but, but, uh, but as far as receivers, like we said a while ago, it's, I think it would be easier to add a receiver after spring that had a you know that that was either already a star at a smaller school or somebody who has a great spring that might be thinking about going somewhere else. So um, that's that's uh, I think less unlikely. I think it's you know remember last year there were all the rumors about the South Alabama receiver uh, somebody you know somebody at a school like that could think yeah let me see how it is in the uh, in the Southeastern Conference. Could be the same sort of thing maybe at a quarterback. I don't know. Uh, but but it looks like Auburn's going to go into spring with the quarterbacks that they have and most likely the receivers that they have on the roster right now. All right, we'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us as we wind it down here on the Friday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment here on the Friday Drive. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson, and again, no show Monday. That's I was, I was, we were about, we were about to, oh yeah we have a big complicated schedule next week. Uh, we're not. Well, we're the observing, first thing to remember is no show Monday. Observing, and I'll okay, be back I'll, Tuesday. Wait, week. yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Bill's off all week. I'm going to do the Tuesday show. We'll have fill ins the rest of the. I think the uh, the very capable guys from on the I line. should be back. A week from Monday, Car- Carter and uh, and Jacob. God, are gonna, I hope I'm back. Are gonna, are gonna well, I don't in. know that I hope I'm back. I just you know want to want to make sure the trip goes I well hope, and everything. I hope you're back. We were doing a little honorary. Well, I mean, so it, when, when I'm on the ship or when I'm you know when 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 I'm in paradise, I don't know that I'll be just dying to be sure. back. But the, but the plan will be to return to, or maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Maybe you'll go Jimmy Buffett on us. Maybe you'll decide you like the Fort Lauderdale Caribbean lifestyle so much. That that's just Bill Cameron is now on inter- international waters and he cannot be he cannot be controlled by any right. government. Oh man! And so uh, 
uh, we, we were we were just talking during the commercial break there about the HBO. Uh, it, that was like an honorary. Uh, it was like an honorary. Oh, the, what's on? What's on tonight? Yeah, the from, Dan Peck Memorial <laughs> HBO pick of the evening. Yeah, I was yeah, like, but I, that's not tonight. I've no. talked. I've talked about HBO in this chair with Justin Ferguson sitting right there before. This is a, an old an old throwback. But yeah, br- briefly, Justin, because it's uh, a big event in television. Tell uh, tell Bill about the the Last of Us zombie show that's uh, that, that we're getting on. on yeah, on so H- so HBO is doing a new show that is based on probably the best video game story ever told it's a zombie they did two of them um it's a phenomenal just story in and of itself so putting it on tv is going to be uh pretty good um the guy uh, from the mandalorian right yeah is, uh, uh and i'm blanking on his name Pe- right? pedro pedro pascal is, yeah. is, is playing joel uh it's uh but yeah i mean it's going to be great for all of us nerds because like the uh the guys who wrote the game and made the game are like producers on it so they're he- they've been heavily involved so that's going to be great for us but like legitimately i think it's a it, like if that if it was just a movie or a tv show i thought that story would hold up really well, walking, well so. walking dead appealed to people who weren't fans of the comic book initially oh, yeah. like you didn't yeah. need oh, yeah. to know the and source this is material more, too this much is, this is like two people in a survival yeah. like uh very it's gonna be it's very like narrative the road. Driven. it's like it's yeah. like the, it's like the cormac mccarthy you know mm-hmm. the road yep. but it but in sort of a zombie apocalypse situation it'll probably be a very big popular thing for uh for hbo it's coming this weekend uh, auburn mississippi state on uh, on saturday night what needs to go well uh justin ferguson for auburn to continue this take run. care of the ball on offense uh they have the last two games they have really cut down their turnovers and that has been a huge you know, help in that offense getting rolling. Uh, Mississippi State turns the ball, turns you over, uh, as well as pretty much anybody in college basketball. They're big, they're long, they're athletic, um, they're aggressive on defense. Uh, Chris Jans does a great job, uh, going back to those days in New Mexico State. And they've, I mean, Mississippi State are getting some rock fights. They have not scored very well in the past month, basically. A lot of low scoring basketball games, but, uh, they're comfortable. And rock fights. Auburn's got to take care of the ball. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if Auburn score, if Auburn can score, then state's in trouble. I mean, absolutely. Uh, state scored fifty. I think was on 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 Wednesday night against um, against uh, Georgia. Uh, Tolu Smith's a great player, phenomenal player. Uh, I think he went three for eleven from the line that night. Uh, Georgia uh, State as a team went seven of twenty two. And, uh, and Auburn, of course, uh, will be honoring uh, Mike Leach. Honoring Mike Leach, uh, the the shooting shirts. You can go to Twitter and you can you can see the pictures of them. They posted mm-hmm. them. They look really really uh, look really nice. Uh, it's also the literacy game, um, so you'll mm-hmm. see that. And then uh, on top of that, nineties night um, throwback night. Uh, I've already at practice the last couple of days. I've already seen kind of some of the graphics they're putting up on the scoreboard and stuff like that. They're giving away bucket hats to all the students that are very '90s style, and uh, there's supposed to be a good number of Letterman back in the back in the building uh, tomorrow night. Chris, so a big one. Chris Jans was the coach of the New Mexico State team that gave Auburn yep yeah the oh, yeah. near heart attack in the 2019 NCAA mm-hmm. tournament before the Final Four. Run. Auburn led that game. By seven with like fifty eight seconds left, mm-hmm. and, and nearly lost could've, at the buzzer. Coulda, 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 and lost nearly that lost one, on man. a corner three at the buzzer. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that was. I mean, we. You think we're talking about the because someone brought up the double dribble in the Virginia mm-hmm. game earlier? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you think about it. Could have been one and done. Easily could have been one and done. And how how different is the is the Bruce Pearl? Well, yeah, you're is not the Bruce kidding. Pearl era. If that, if that, I mean, right? Like, I mean, every the era, the aura. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's it's it changes yeah. everything. You know, that that's it's it's a. I mean, Bruce Pearl's obviously accomplished things other than the 2019 NCAA yeah, tournament, but getting to the Final Four, it's that's a, it's huge, yep. and it it's so close with that. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I just watched the clip of the wide open quarter three oh, again, and it's it was <laughs> open. Yeah, oh, oh, man. Justin, one more time before we go, uh, let everybody know about the Observer and how they can get it. AuburnObserver.com at $6 a month or $60 for the full year. And, uh, yeah, a ton of basketball, ton of football, uh, newsletter or a podcast pretty much every single day. Uh, get it uh, delivered right into your email inbox. Hey, Justin, have a great weekend. Y'all Dan, uh, yep, uh, 